0: Cool. cool cool good evening
1: good evening how are we uh,
0: a bit tired yes
1: yeah, so it sounds like you were driving
0: uh we were, i was driving after two very late evenings
1: you were personally driving or were you being driven
0: i was being driven where were you victor harbour
1: why were you having late nights in victor harbour
0: I wasn't having late nights in Victor Harbor. I was uh I went down for the day. <coughs> okay. Um, but I had late nights here.
1: I see. Why are we going yeah. to Victor Harbor?
0: Because uh, my parents just got a place down there putting furniture in it.
1: Oh really? Like a yeah. holiday house.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cute. It's nice.
1: Didn't they how how long have they been at Waterfall Gully now? Uh for two three years. Three years. Wow. Yeah. So that's cool. Does that mean that they're like, like, are they retiring or in that kind of next phase of looking to, to do no. different things? Or is this no. just like, ah, oh, finally we got some money. Let's just invest.
0: I think it's more about keeping up with the Joneses, you know, um, really? trying to impress people.
1: <laughs> I don't really know. I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's a weird thing to complain about. <laughs> You're spending hey. my money wrong. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, Sunday night. Another work week awaits, but yeah, not too bad. That's good.
0: Did you what you have for dinner?
1: I made a masaman curry, actually. Masaman. Masaman.
0: How'd you do it? H-
1: how did I do it? I uh, put yeah. the required ingredients into the wok and cooked them in a variety of ways until it was prepared.
0: We should uh, release some recipe ideas, and it would just be vague, as vague as that.
1: <laughs> no, that that was, you know, you've got all the details now. So those of you listening at home, just uh, follow that step by step, and you'll have the same delicious muscle and curry that I had.
0: Yeah, don't you love it in recipes when they say, like the final step, and they list it as an as another number is.
1: Enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Thank the you. worst. That is also, um, that's going to be my first step as well. Number one, enjoy. Number two, cut up the potatoes. (laughs) Enjoy. You can only go into this recipe if you're in a happy place. So if you're not enjoying it right off the bat, then let's just call it quits.
0: Step three, tell your mother you love her. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's just a recipe book where all of the recipes are just life advice disguised as like cakes,
0: but it's they're just slipped in <laughs> yeah. with other Beat regular the eggs
1: and call your grandmother. She's been worried.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be that like the enjoy thing. It might as well. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. it basically is like um, like comfort foods, but with a little bit more substantive science behind it.
0: Exactly like um self-help
1: self-help cinnamon buns <laughs> <laughs> that's great so what were your um big nights on the previous did i see you were
0: uh that was last weekend um austin had his birthday oh that's right and he came down it's not his so actual had...
1: birthday birthday is
0: it no his birthday's in two weeks or something yeah um,
1: fucker what's he talking about trying to have this early birthday shit
0: yeah, well, he came down to Melbourne a couple... Oh, this is not interesting, but basically we okay, had dinner. well, let's leave it
1: there. Um, welcome to Deep 4, everybody. This is a Thinky Talky podcast in which we discuss moments of interest in science and philosophy all through a uh, kind of unique perspective of two white men. <laughs> middle class. Middle class. Well, to be honest, after middle class... Um, right. Sitting across the internet from me is the delightful but somewhat tired Michael Zabrecki. How are we doing? Hello, I'm good. That's thank good. You. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. And this voice comes from the mouth of Nick. My name is Nick. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at nshady. Um, what?
0: What are you doing self promotion for? <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, I've got a GoFundMe, so if you want to help with our recipe book uh, promotional idea, then please um, donate every dollar counts.
0: Yeah, and while we're at it, I just need some cash. So if you can send me some cash, my BSB number is 105153.
1: No, that's that's the Burnside branch. You're not at Burnside. That is
0: the Burnside branch. Yeah.
1: Oh, well. We, we can, we'll put that in the show notes, so if anyone wants to, <laughs> to send you money for food or drugs, uh, they're welcome to. <laughs> you know I'll take it. You'll take it. I, I, I was waiting for the indignation, but it didn't really eventuate, did it? No. That's good. Um, Alrighty then, have you had any thoughts about this week's topic?
0: No, I don't have any thoughts.
1: That was a, a silence which suggested you were putting some thought into whether you'd had thoughts, and I appreciated that.
0: It was a silence because I couldn't hear you.
1: Okay, that is problematic, but let's push on and hope that it doesn't return.
0: I haven't thought about a topic, but I think, I think that's
1: what you asked. It is correct what I asked. What I was thinking that we could talk about, um, given the revelation last week, was... Um, uh, fitness and, and how you've approached um, exercise across your life. And I've also uh, been reading up on some of the interesting um, unexpected kind of side effects that, um, that we can have when our bodies are exercised. Okay. Did you hear any of that?
0: Uh, yeah, you were talking about exercise.
1: What does that tone of voice sound like?
0: What, is, what does my tone of voice sound like? Yeah, what was Probably your reaction to that? My reaction?
1: You, I just you, I got a sense that you were not impressed.
0: You're asking me about my exercise routine?
1: Well, no, I was wondering what uh, your reaction to that topic was.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. It's a great topic, best topic ever.
1: <laughs> That's rubbish. Um, the other one that we did mention last week was the... Um, uh, what would you teach your kids, or what do you think should be taught in schools? Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. You uh yeah. um. You have a teacher for a parent, two teachers for a parent, one teacher for a parent.
0: I do. Yeah, ones. Well, one. Oh, she used to be a principal. So.
1: She used to be a principal.
0: She used to be a principal of which school? In my last
1: job. Um. I don't want to say. Okay, well, um, you don't get a principal job just... It could work it out. Yeah, I don't know that enough about your childhood. Um, Uh, You don't tend to get a a principal's job just by applying externally. So what was she teaching before that?
0: She was teaching a, a primary school. She would teach like year sevens or something.
1: Were you a kid that attended the school where your parents taught?
0: I taught, I attended the school that my dad taught at and he was a year 12 music teacher.
1: Was there ever that kind of he, weird thing where the, the kids of the teachers had this kind of weird, like, like how do you, how do you, how do you interact with your parents if you encounter them on the school grounds?
0: A little... it's a little strained
1: strained,
0: yeah, um just because well i mean it's 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 not too bad, but it was it was a bit weird because my especially in year twelve, my dad's quite a hard guy, and he would have kids that really liked him, and kids that really did not like him Because um, if you were you're on his good side you're really good <laughs> um so it was like you know it was just it, it was it made things weird and when you're a teenager and stuff you don't you can't really separate it you know yeah it's a dad and the son and it's the same for my brother and my
1: sister too so in the way know, that heard. they also had to deal with that at school
0: yeah and you wouldn't really hear about the kids that really liked dad like you knew about them but they're not the, really the ones that would let you know about it
1: so people would um, let you know <laughs> that you know, your dad was a dick yeah that's so weird
0: all the time um, like even in high school then, yeah um, but in in your when uh, when it was taking us for music in year 12 that was the hardest part because I, I was good at music and I got good scores but when it starts to get you know the pressure is turned up a little bit yeah and uh, people are a bit more competitive and on alert then it starts to you know people start calling out nepotism and and then it's very, like, I mean, you can prove it, but when it's, especially when it's, like, music, when it's...
1: Subjective. ...performance.
0: Yeah. And it's subjective.
1: That is really uh, weird. I'm staff. surprised that, they, like... Well, there then, must have been other people on staff, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you had an outside moderator, but the... You'd have one outside moderator and and the teacher of your class, and then they'd work out a score between them. Yeah. But my dad always whenever he taught us or through uh, all through high school would mark us down and he would like explain to us it'd be really weird because he'd explain to us what he actually would have given us and then what he gave us
1: oh, after man. so to, to actually um, um, to actually try and avoid... Perceptions of nepotism—you were actually yeah, unfairly penalized, um, and yet that those scores were still enough yeah. to cause um, allegations from your other classmates.
0: Yeah, That's yeah. Fucking I weird. mean, not 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 all of them. When you, I think it was like a class of ten. Okay. By the end, so there's just like one or two that I won like the music prize in school, and um, yeah, and then. You know, you'd get, like, and they're just based on your scores, but then you'd get people coming up and saying, I wonder how you got that. And like, I was like, really, come on.
1: Man, that's but, weird. Yeah,
0: it was pretty weird.
1: Did you ever think about doing music in university? No. Do you, just, like, were you curious about whether or not, like, did you ever have self-doubt about whether or not... Those, like, can you separate the fact that your dad was rating that kind of stuff from, um, you know, your own ability and see, like, were you ever curious about whether an objective, I don't say objective unfairly, but like whether um, an independent person would have rated you differently?
0: Um, not really.
1: You just broke up for a second. There was that uh, just a lag.
0: Yeah, I think you're glitching out a bit, but um, uh, yeah, not really in answer to your question.
1: Sure. So. Um, <clears throat> so coming back around to this idea of things that things that or, or ways that you think people should be taught, is there is there anything from that? Perspective of having had, you know, this kind of unchangeable, um, you know, fact of being the son of teachers, that you know leads you to think that there are changes that you would make in in the education um, or you know in teaching in that kind of way. Do you think there's any merit in having a more objective You know, data-based analysis for those kind of subjects
0: for the arts. Yeah. No, I don't think so.
1: I suppose that that is a difficult area to assign um, value to at the best of times, even in even in a non educational setting you know people will argue um, left right and center about whether you know a particular piece is trash or genius um, so the idea of having you know of teaching that kind of stuff and then also assessing it is um, I suppose fundamentally uh, difficult to to reconcile
0: yeah and you you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want it to be too statistical anyway, I think.
1: No. Um, in, in terms of, um, you know, life lessons, that kind of stuff, um, just basic growing up, um, how, how was your parents, what was your parents' approach like in terms of um, fostering learning in you and, and an interest in? Um, discovery, that kind of stuff.
0: That's a good question. Sorry, I haven't asked you any questions. That's alright. I can't think of any. Um, my mom always got us to read uh, from a very early age, so we would we were encouraged to read all the time. Um it was weird, we got sometimes punished by with reading, which probably wasn't smart,
1: as in if you did something naughty, yeah. you'd be sent off to read a book
0: you know, i I didn't even do something naughty you know once i once I went to to when I was playing cricket, my dad came out to watch me, and I got out very quickly <laughs> <laughs> and he got really angry and um and he made me read something and he, he made me read Harry Potter and I <laughs> really didn't want to read Harry Potter when I was like 12 or something. And so I just, I think that's why I hate Harry Potter.
1: But <laughs> There's so many Maybe. things about that that is strange he, to me. Why, why was he so angry that you got out so quickly in a game of cricket?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, he, that's what he's like that's what he was like
1: um man I remember if we played poorly and things yeah but God I don't know um, I like I always had um, for many years the sort of the bedtime ritual before I went to bed was that um, dad would read a book um, yeah. and it used to be that um He'd read it to me, and then it sort of got to the point where I was reading books aloud with him.
0: Um, How old are you? How old are you then?
1: I was trying to think that, but it would probably be even up to ten, or or even later. I don't know. Um, but it definitely started as him teaching me, and then by the end, it was me just enjoying, you know. Like still enjoying the reading so much that it was, you know, me reading to him. Um,
0: So would he come to your room to be read to? No,
1: I'd go to his room because I I just had a kid's bed, and of course my parents had the double. So um, he'd lay there, um, and I'd just read. Like sometimes it was like joke books. Sorry. (laughs) Never mind. Okay, Um, yeah,
0: but what's your favorite? What was your favorite book
1: as as a kid? kid? Um, I don't know. Like I used to read a lot. I used to read. I used to wake up at like six a.m. and I had to get up at seven a.m. and so I'd I'd often just read a book, you know, for an hour before getting up, and I would demolish them. You know, like I went through so many and reread so many.
0: Was there one book that you just kept going? You read a bunch of times.
1: Um, yeah, there was a few. I'd, I read a lot of Enid Blyton. So I had, I read, like, all of the, um, Famous Five lots of times. I read uh, all Oh, Famous of, Five? Yeah. What's
0: the Famous Five?
1: Did you say, what's the what's Famous that? Five? Yeah. Um, it, it was, like, so Enid Blyton, I think, was writing in the 40s or the 50s. It was just this old, like, set in the 50s, like, very British, um kind of um like it was five kids. Well in fact I think it was four kids and a dog. Um and they had like holidays. Uh, yeah. And then they rings would bit, go yeah. off and they'd, you know, they'd explore a castle and they'd get into trouble with bad guys and then they'd end up saving the day and the bad guys would get caught by the police. But it had this like All right. Um like...
0: my my I... You go. Oh no! I was just gonna say that mine was um the line the witch in the wardrobe. So it's kind of yeah, similar.
1: Yeah, I've read that. Um, the other one, which weirdly I had, um, uh, like looking back at it, I'm surprised. But there was this book called Goodnight, Mister Tom. And I can't remember who wrote it, but I must have read it so many times. Oh yeah. And it's and like looking back right. on it and thinking about it, it's like a a World War One or two must have been world war one set story. And at the end yeah. of the, like, so it's like this kid who's orphan cause his mum's left him and he's living in like some rural British village. And every night they have to put up the black curtains so that the lights don't shine. So they won't get bombed. And then like by the end of the film, you know, one of his friends gets caught by a mortar blast and gets like blown to pieces. Um, and this guy, this kid's like nine or something. And just, like, I have no idea how I ended up with this book or why it was appropriate or anything like that, but I must have read it so many times, and it's only reflecting back on it that I sort of think, wait, what the, how did, why that book? Why, <laughs> why a, like, a war fiction? Like, just strange.
0: Yeah, it's, there's so much stuff like that, like, you know, little movies and stuff that are, they were rated PG and they'll have, you know... Yeah. Well, maybe, like, some subtle racism or not-so-subtle and they'll be sexist and you, you, you're so you just jarred by even, it when you yeah, see Yeah, you don't it. pick it up, yeah.
1: Like, I would have had no real conception at all what what the war was or anything. Like, it just... It completely... It's just... It's, it's just kind of yeah. surrounding context.
0: I used, to, I used to love, also, Roald Dahl's... Uh, Right. Sorry, are you glitched out then? Uh, I wasn't talking over
1: the topic of you. No, I, I didn't say anything. Um, uh, Roald Dahl's stuff, like The Witches I and that used, kind of I thing. I really loved
0: Roald Dahl's uh, autobiography. Oh. <laughs> I think it was called Boy or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I've just, read that. Yeah. i
0: probably read it like 20 times.
1: Yeah, uh, Roald Dahl well, had all those short Boy? stories that were um, like little anthologies.
0: Yeah. Did you ever see that movie that they made of uh, the witches?
1: No, I think you've talked about that. Um, I don't think I ever saw the movie. That's the most frightening thing. Did you see that I think Steven Spielberg is making a BFG movie? Oh, really? Yeah.
0: You know, I can imagine the poster for that already, and I don't want to see it.
1: (laughs) Not even out of morbid curiosity. I, um, one of the other things that my dad did in terms of encouraging, I guess, you know, educational skills or, like, a love for, you know, maths and that kind of thing was on the weekend, he'd get this big piece of, um, A3 paper and put, like, math sums on it and, like, just simple algebraic kind of stuff and... George and I would both get, like, a piece of paper, and I think George kind of hated it, but I always liked, you know, doing a few, like, basically little puzzles or, like, maths questions.
0: Do you still do Sudoku and stuff?
1: Um, yeah, I still have a, um, a crossword puzzle book, which I keep in the bathroom okay. when I sit down to shit. So, three to five times a day. (laughs) The problem with that, of course, is that if you get too stuck in a puzzle, then your legs start going numb.
0: The more you poop, the smarter you get.
1: (laughs) It's a great methodology. That's actually my second book, um, which I'm currently uh, workshopping, and again, is on GoFundMe.
0: Uh, Your dad still hasn't added me on Facebook.
1: I honestly don't think he knows how. I can I can let him know.
0: No, don't let him know. I like the chase anyway. <laughs>
1: he he'll in like four to five years he'll work out that there's like a friend request section.
0: Yeah, and by that time it will be so satisfying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I won't tell him then. <laughs> Was there anything you felt um, like your parents you didn't teach you that you needed to know? didn't yeah
0: but um, I, don't, I don't think I got taught very well, uh, good
1: money management skills is that well what, did they teach you anything or did, were you just kind of I think they tried
0: but um, well, we had we had a really weird arrangement. With the money I think I've spoken About it before Possibly. Where my dad Always had the money Just controlled All the money
1: Oh yeah and I vaguely remember this And he'd like both of my parents He'd give incomes. money To your mum Yeah He'd give her Pocket money Yeah That is
0: um, weird Out of her wage um, Out of
1: her wage
0: And then When we started Getting Yeah so they'd they'd combine their incomes and then he'd give her an allowance. He gave himself an allowance too. So it wasn't like he was, you know, buying lots of stuff and she wasn't buying anything but yeah. Um and when we first got jobs he would we would have to give him our money to keep, like it'd be our money, but then if we wanted to buy something we would have to get it approved by him. Mm. Um, was this before so, you were eighteen? I don't think that taught us very good skills because then we, we were just like, well,
1: yeah. Someone else was in charge of it, so he didn't have any. He didn't have any sense of it.
0: Yeah, I think he was teaching us not like to not. Uh... I remember I wanted to buy these pair of sneakers when I was like fifteen for no for no real good reason, and they were about like a hundred and twenty dollars, and I just really wanted them, um, and. Yeah, so I was like, Dad, I want to buy these sneakers. I've saved up this money. Can I have some money? He's like, no, that's that's a terrible choice. <laughs> um, and was I, it, you, my, my mom, it? My mum eventually did tell him to just like let, let him buy the shoes.
1: But, yeah. So do you think, like, so all of your decision-making... Did you have, did you have it, like, were you able to actually keep a running tally of what you had in your account? Or was that all kind of still, like, under his purview? Like, you'd have to go and say, how much money do I have?
0: Yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah, we would, it would be, like, in the bank.
1: But you couldn't, like, Uh, log on and look at that yourself. He would, he would. Log on. Well, I. this was probably pre-internet banking. Yeah, it would he would,
0: I think he had like a a little notebook thing. Huh.
1: That's yeah. Uh, so did you get pocket money?
0: Did I get pocket money? Yeah. I did. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. So was I that to freely to you could spend that any way you wanted? Uh
0: yeah but I, it was never really much it was it'd be like 10 dollars a week if we did some jobs
1: yeah it's interesting because um, the, with that you know if you're still getting pocket money then you still have that opportunity to kind of manage your own funds so you know it it it, it it's unusual that it it was kind of overseen you know at that top level by your dad but at the same time you, you know you had that money to spend at the tuck shop yeah. or not spend at the tuck shop you know
0: What what do you th- what do you think your parents did teach you?
1: Um, I don't think that I was taught assertiveness or that that's pro- not probably not specifically that's weird, assertiveness. Your comes across as very assertive. Yeah, that, that's probably not the right. Um, what what I'm getting at is my parents were very involved. Um, you know, so if I was being bullied at school or something like that, my mum would fire off an email, you know, or she'd, you know, okay. book something with the teacher or, you know, she, she sort of waited in for our battles. And, you know, in retrospect, it's a bit hard to sort of sense the the scale of... Because like, I was bullied through school, but I, I can't remember the specifics of it or the specifics of the emotions. It was... It's now just a fact from my past that I don't really remember very clearly. Um, So it's a bit hard to be objective about whether or not it was, you know, unusually or specifically bad to warrant, you know, intervention like that. But I do have a certain sense that, um, and I think perhaps even my mum has mentioned the same, that she might have, you know, got so involved to a certain extent where it wasn't necessary and where perhaps I could have benefited from Either roughing it out or working it fight. out myself, yeah. um, you know, without added as you know assistance.
0: Yeah, I mean it must be so tough though with for your parents.
1: Yeah, and being um, also the first child, like the older child, so they they haven't yeah haven't done it before. They haven't you know experienced it. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. And
0: I I think I think my oh sorry no you go. I think, about my, my dad—I remember specific examples where my dad did teach me to be assertive. He really wanted me to be assertive. Um, As in, like you oh, had a the other clothes. thing is the, no. <laughs> um, the other, the other thing was, um, you are very assertive in restaurants. <laughs> yeah, like to the point of you're almost a bit rude.
1: Oh, that that disappoints me because I've always. Tried to I think not... I've
0: been out to dinner a couple of times with you, and I've been on. Hello. Sorry, you've always tried to.
1: I've always tried to not go as far as my dad because I can't stand being a restaurant with my dad because he is, he is way, just obnoxiously rude. Yeah. Um, and, I I certainly hope that I'm not that person um hmm
0: well i think you've picked up a little bit
1: i'm sure that i have
0: (laughs) it's good though it's actually quite it's uh it's quite nice to see you in that in that sense and then you're you're very assertive um when it comes to my lateness as well
1: (laughs) yeah that's probably fair um the thing Uh, but i remember as well is uh, coming from a perspective of someone who worked in retail is that I can't stand people fucking about on our end, like if we're ordering, um, that kind of stuff. So, you know, if if people haven't made a decision, I would just step in and tell the waiter, actually, we might need a couple more minutes rather than have them standing there yep. waiting impatiently, that kind of stuff. So I can see how that yeah, would be. Yeah, of course. Like um, that, that's courteous. Obnoxious. Oh,
0: no, I wouldn't find that
1: obnoxious. Yeah. Maybe it just depends on the circumstance.
0: I remember my dad, uh, like we were, we were leaving some place, and I had to get like a, I was probably playing cricket and I was, we were all waiting to get some form and there were a whole group of kids around and dad was waiting in the car. He really wanted to go. And I was just at the back and he's like, Michael, come on. Starts beeping the car horn. <laughs> um, and, um, And I didn't want to like be the one to push through all the kids, but that's what all the other kids were doing to get the form so they can leave. And uh, yeah, I think I did learn.
1: It's an it's an interesting um, uh, thing as well because there are certain situations in which being being what people would consider objectively polite uh, ends up just seeing everyone else walk all over you and where you need to be a little bit more forthright than seems appropriate just to kind of um, meet the level at which other people are interacting.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a definite there's a distinct balance. I think I've worked it out though. Oh, yeah? I think I straddle I think I straddle that balance quite nicely <laughs> actually. You don't have to sound yeah. so
1: impressed with yourself.
0: I uh, I'm polite and assertive. <laughs> well, it's a fact. <laughs> it's only I've I've been fine-tuning it Over the like course of decades Like a craftsman Sharpening his blade Wow It's a knifesman A
1: knifesman? What's the
0: guy who makes knives? Oh, a kniferer A bladesman I want to say bladesman
1: <laughs> The, um, Is it really? It's not really I feel like there's a major lag knife On my end now But hey um, I'll just Adjust the sink When I Max the, uh the tracks next to each other. Um, are there any yeah. subjects that you think um, schools should be teaching, um, or uh, a particular focus that people should be um, putting into schools that isn't currently um, featured? You know, a uh, subject. I think they should just have a subject on? about space. <laughs> about space.
0: Sorry, I can't hear you.
1: About space, yeah. You mean just physics? No. Science space. Space. <laughs> it's called it's called space. Space Do colon it. the subject. Hold on. Oh, the bell's just
0: rung. I've got to head up to space. <laughs>
1: like that. Well, you've sold me. You've sold me with one sentence. I'm instantly in. A ring. It's got this ring to it. It does. Oh, I'm late um, for space.
0: Do you think that do, do you think they do you think they could do
1: it? Or I it... think uh, I mean I think the argument would be uh, from just about everybody why do we need, why do we need a subject solely dedicated to space?
0: Well, we so do. It was I think this is coming from a very personal place with me because I I love space so much as a kid and when I was when I was in year eleven I was doing oh know, year ten science. I can't really remember. I always got really bad grades in science and we did one term where it was on space and I would get like I was getting like B minuses and Cs all the time and then I just got like A's <laughs> through through that
1: and the science teacher was like what so, what you're really asking wasn't for like is really a science-y. a like science philosophy kind of class, like a, a putting putting us and and the world into Deep a broader floor. broader context than just the practical ground level of science that we normally study.
0: That would be amazing. Even though, like philosophy, I did philosophy in year twelve. That was a stupid choice. <laughs> like, I th- I thought it was going to be, I don't know why I thought that. I was like, "How is no one else caught on to this? We'll just get in the class, talk about some sick things. <laughs> I'll show everyone how much I've been thinking about all this stuff and not studying for other subjects. And it was all about logic and it started to get a little mathsy. And it was... Uh, it's tough and then it got it got um it got graded down so so hard
1: oh yeah i'm sure
0: <laughs> cuz every every other loser thought the same thing
1: i think schools need to have like like a finishing class aspect again where like you get taught basic stuff about like the practicalities of life so how to balance a budget and how to do your taxes oh, yeah. and how like to home cooking ec. and clean your clothes and iron a shirt and you know, how to change a tire and start a fire. Just like human necessities.
0: Yeah, I mean probably get taught that stuff at home.
1: But no, I don't, like I never got taught that shit didn't you
0: what were you being taught at home?
1: well evidently maths kind of life math they're giving you but I mean like that if, if every if that kind of cultural knowledge is dependent on your upbringing and your home life to get that passed on to you then by necessity you're excluding people who've never had that education and perpetuating the cycle
0: that's true that's a good point I'm on board. Which, what would yes. you call it? I
1: call it life Is it science. Home, home
0: economics. Life science. No.
1: Why? What would life you call science.
0: it? Science. Life science. No. Well, I call it how how to be a good mummy and a daddy. <laughs> no. Or, um, no, I like a how to, and then something.
1: How to exist. How to win. At how life. to win at life.
0: I don't know. Oh, how to exist is good.
1: How to how exist one hundred and one. shit. <laughs> that would be great. Oh yeah, I like that one. But also like first aid stuff, like learning how to, like do CPR. <laughs> I'm basically yeah. just t- talking about all the. Um, Essentials of things that I still don't currently know. Yeah. How to yeah, change a time. How to, how to do my insurance.
0: How to do my insurance. How to develop a strong handshake.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I've got that down, Pat. That's okay. Do you? Yeah.
0: I have a good You might have handshake. a surprisingly hot, strong handshake.
1: You do. Did you say I do? Yeah, I do. I've got it down. Did you just give me a compliment? No, I asked if you gave yourself a compliment.
0: I think you gave me a compliment. It glitched out. It's like, this is my nightmare.
1: <laughs> well, I'm walking it back. So if you didn't hear it, then suck it. Fuck. Yeah. It, it very rarely happens. Okay. So if, if you had How one you? lesson Sorry. to impart upon a teenager... That's in those last years of high school, yeah, is there anything that you wish you'd been told mm-hmm.
0: um, i it's more what i list i wish i listened had listened to,
1: so you had actual people telling you uh and important I was told. information
0: well, I mean, from what I've learned, having studied and you know in just being in your 20s i guess um and mid to late 20s at that <laughs> um is just like the, the most important thing is to um to find or just try and find something that you really like doing and then just go all in
1: that's a pretty good tip
0: and make every and make every every step is at least in some way towards that towards that goal. That's
1: pretty good advice.
0: But the the problem with that advice though is that it's <laughs> tough also to know what you want to do.
1: That's true. But so the the, the um, companion is do as many different things as you can, and then find the thing that you like. And are good at and and do that, and just yeah, and just maybe process of elimination.
0: You could do it that way, just stop doing the things you don't like, Mm. keep doing the things that you do like. I don't know.
1: I think one of the fallacies that they try to put into your head during school um, is that every decision is an important and irreversible one on a one way trip. You know through your life and career and that's not actually true nor is it helpful to kind of have this feeling that everything you do is has a, a weight and an importance to it that that you can't that you can't get away from when in reality part of growing up and being an adult is self-examination and being willing to make changes or go in a different direction or see an opportunity um, and fuck up, you know, and, and, and pick yourself up and, and make that change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll laugh about it. Um, Yeah. 50 years down the track, I think.
1: They'll laugh at what?
0: Well, I think, They'll they'll laugh about the way we
1: taught. Oh, I'm sure. It'll be like looking back and going, wait, they used to physically slap people's hands with rulers when they were misbehaving.
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: Sorry, did you say something?
0: I did not. know I was. It's it's just uh, cutting out quite a bit now. Yeah, so the, the legs getting, getting pretty bad. So,
1: let's um let's wrap that up there. Uh, cool. Let's go on quickly. Um. Yeah. The uh, website deepfort.podbean.com, which I did not mention last week, we've tweaked a little bit, so it has um it has a different look. You know, you can find all our previous episodes there. Um, uh, you know, the good ones, and um. You can also find the links to our iTunes page, which uh, you can rate us on, or the email address, deepfour.gmail.com, um, where you can send in your questions and suggestions, and um, all kinds of amusing, um, blog posty kind of things describing an episode. So go back and, and have a look, and, and click through and enjoy the archive of our podcast history. Very nice. Hmm. Uh, Well, it has been a pleasure, Mike. I I hope that you rest up and um, have another successful week ahead of you.
0: Thank you very much, Um, you too. Nice talking to you.
1: Nice talking to you. And we'll speak soon. Good night. Adios.